Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sorechomp. Thankfully, it has been a relatively calm last few weeks for gaming, so we have been able to try to catch up. We have been able to survey the landscape of gaming and take mental inventory. Last year, we discussed the halting of E3 due to COVID as it moved to being a series of online affairs. This year, it has been canceled altogether due to a myriad of issues. The writing was on the wall and we can expect it to be permanently canceled sooner than later. So, we decided to ask ourselves another question along those lines. Is the writing on the wall for brick and mortar stores? Is the time of walking into a store to peruse covers of potential video game purchases finished? We're also going to be discussing the games that we've been playing this week, such as Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Norco, and more Triangle Strategy. So first, I am joined by a man who has a penchant for eating chili dogs and collecting coins. Gotta go fast, he tells himself as he shambles himself onto poor consenting people he brings home from the bar. Rich Meister is in the house. Rich, how you doing, buddy? I must proceed at high velocity. What's going on? We're going to talk about Sonic later. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for that. That's fun. I'm, you know, it's, uh, you have one of those weeks. Josh and I were talking about this a little before we started. I'm so exhausted and I don't feel like I have a good excuse to be. Like, I, I am too. And I actually, um, I have a quick question. Has the weather drastically changed at all? In it's been quite warm here. But like yeah, that is a change, yes. That could be part of it. Like this week for me, and I'll just get my intro out of the way now. I'm Shay, um, calling in from Japan. This week was just like a mind fuckery of weather. So like two days or three days, it was super hot comparatively, and then it just started dumping rain a few days ago, and now it's sunny again. And granted, that's probably not the only reason why I'm exhausted. I started a new job and everything, but. Yeah, it's just it's been a it's been a lot of changes in a short amount of time and I think just mentally I needed a break. So maybe that's it for you too. Maybe you could, just mentally need a break. Could be. Well, I'm about to get one kind of uh before we get Josh in here, I'm going to seize this opportunity to uh I think we like passively talked about this a few times, but if you're listening to the show this week, the week it comes out, uh, myself and one Ray McGill will be in Boston for PAX East doing some coverage for the site. So there's going to be a lot of uh, bonus audio content. We're going to be sending the guys ways to get up as we take different appointments every day. But the main reason I wanted to bring it up is if uh, anyone listening is in the Boston area for PAX or otherwise, keep an eye on like the Twitter and the Discord and all that because I'll probably be posting one or two nights where we're going to be hanging out if we're going out to bars and stuff and if anybody wants to meet up you can always hit me up and meet up on the show floor or meet us out in the evening time we'll be hanging out so that'll be a thing uh rich if anybody wants to get a hold of you besides that way like to come hang out can they get a hold of you on social media or do you prefer the uh, the postings instagram is fine um you can hit me up through my personal twitter or the sword chomp twitter um i'll be paying attention to both of those but yeah that's that's a totally viable uh means of getting hold of me do do you have your handle handy? Uh, I am at the Richmeister Zero. That's on everything on Instagram, on Twitter, 
and then for our the you know the the page i will probably be in and out of the instagram for sword chomp as well because i'll probably be posting stuff from the show floor um but uh yeah hit me up on all those those are just at sword chomp if that wasn't obvious where is that at one more time rich that's at sword chomp on twitter on instagram on all those oh okay cool fun things. just just wanted to check okay uh, <laughs> it's good you should probably remember i think you made some of those i think i did too yeah but Rich, I'm glad you're here. I'm sad you're going to be gone next week, but I'm happy for the reason as to which you're going to be gone. You're, you're going to so. have like, yeah, a handful of pieces of audio to listen to with my voice in them. So that'll help you get through it. I mean, yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yay. Anyways, thank you for being here, Rich. Next, I am joined by a person who was once caught in a warehouse teaching Flickies TikTok dances. They were kidnapped, and the person went into a rampage, bouncing from spiky platforms to lava pits to rescue them. Josh Fowler, the rescuer of Flickies, is here. Josh, how you doing, buddy? Do you not know what Flicky is, Josh? Were those words? I'm connecting you to the Wikipedia page for Flicky. because Do you really not know what Flicky is? No. I I I hope he's the mascot for some pog company. No, prepare to be disappointed. Uh Re- live reaction. I'm just I'm just leaving it hanging. Ah. Yeah, no. Huh. Come on, you played Flicky. Everyone's played Flicky. Well, it's not only that. So first off, Flicky was a game that came out for the ha. old Sega systems that was a platforming game where yes. you you played and rescued other Flickies. But not only that, after that game released, that became the animal that you rescue in the Sonic games. So it was like a retroactive you... thing to, oh. to bolster him, yeah. Yeah. So... There you go. There's some video game history. So they had names before Dr. Robotnik decided to use them to power machines. Them. Yeah, yes. if it's they use it as an excuse, actually. I think Flicky is on uh, the Sonic Mega Collection that came out in like the PS2 GameCube era, which, by the way, in like an era of like, you know, arcade collections and stuff, for what it's worth, that Sonic Mega Collection was like loaded with value. There were like so many games on that thing. Some of them were complete shit, like Flicky, um, <laughs> but they were there. Oh, I, I mean, yes, in retrospect, Flicky is not probably game. not the greatest of games, but for its time, it was a pretty decent game. This this sounds like someone making an excuse for their abuser. Um, I'm trying to remember. Josh, you all right today? Did you have your coffee? So, mm-hmm. seem like you're in a bad mood. No, I mean, I'm good. You're just, you're just in the mood for taking the piss out of everything, because I'll, I'll allow I it. have I no... Mean, I just looked at it, and I'm still confused as to what Flicky is. It it looks an awful lot like a uh, a Mario Brothers type. Uh, affair. Oh, it was very much cribbing that board style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like single just, screen arcade games type yeah. thing. And just to be clear, Flicky is the bird you play as. The other the birds bird. you're you're rescuing are called chirps. Oh, excuse wow. me. Yeah, I thought you were rescuing other Flickies. I didn't no. realize. They had a different name. Flicky is the titular bird you play as the, in the, Flicky. The titular bird, as yeah. opposed he's to got, tit bird. He's got massive yeah. tits. Mm-hmm. Look at the tits on him. that tit. I mean, Flicky. 
But yeah, that's some stuff about Flicky. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Video game history lesson that most people didn't realize they were going to get. Yeah. Kids, you ask your parents what the 90s were. Ask your were. parents about Flicky. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a 3DO is? Nobody knows what a 3DO is. Yeah, Any Nintendo knew at that point is, is. has already gone senile. So that, like, you that know, knowledge is lost to the world. Do you know who Dana Gold is? Yeah, he was Gex, and then he did nothing else, right? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Well, this intro did not go as planned, but uh, such is the nature of Sarchomp. We never, we never do things quite how we intend them to do, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. That's on brand for us here. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But before we get into the topic, I want to ask you guys a question to kind of set the stage. Um, so, Rich, what is one memory you have of going into a video game store or video game section in a video game or in a, uh, in a store, excuse me, to browse and to shop? What, what are one of the uh, most impactful memories that you have of doing that? Hmm. It's interesting because I have a lot, a lot. I spent a lot of time in video game stores because um, I was like um prolific, you know, just lurking around the mall kid. Hmm. Um, malls which had multiple game stops. I think one of them was like a Babbage's. Remember, like when there were like a million stores that were GameStop, but they weren't all co-op. Yeah. GameStop. Yeah. They. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just gaze lovingly. Um, at the hardware that I could not have or at the games that I would mm. one day hope to achieve. Um, I, I'm trying to think. There's no, like, particular this store. I remember uh, prior to me actually getting my hands on the game, which would have been, like, the holiday following its release. Uh, so, like, two early... I guess that would have been 2001 or is it 2002? I can't remember what year it came out. I'd have to verify that. Uh, I spent a lot of time at the GameStop kiosk playing that first boss fight in Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Ooh. I like that. That's a cool memory. That's a really cool memory. What do you know? I just realized how, how young you two are and how old this is going to make me feel today talking about all this. Dude, I'm like two years younger than you. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Fucking whippersnappers over there. Just. Yeah, I was like 10. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, realistically, you're not that much younger, Rich, but I'm sure it's going to feel like it's old man Rivers over there. Mm-hmm. Listen, as somebody who, like, spent a lot of his time from, like, the years 12 to 15 being like, I'm collecting 3DO games, like, I haven't appreciate. I don't, nothing's going to yeah. make, whenever I talk about anything, I sound way older than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to make me feel a little better. When I tell yep. my story about us all gathering around the first light bulb in town. <laughs> hey, I Johnny, remember- you remember when the first car came to? A man named John Atari came to my school and he said, you won't believe what I've invented. Huh? Dear John, what is that contraption? <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, uh, Josh, same question. What was uh, one of the... Uh, first memories you have of you know perusing a video game shop or video game section um i i have some some pretty vivid memories of going to a toys r us and and looking at all the game boy games whenever that was 
still, you know, not not new. That was that was out, you know, before I could be, you know, remembering things. But mm. it was it, it was still, you know, that system hung around for a long time. Um, it was still very much a thing when I was a kid. Um, and yeah, yeah, we almost never went to Toys R Us anyway, just because you know didn't actually have money to buy anything there. Um, My mom worked at a Toys R Us, so I was at Toys R Us a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think we went nobody there. asked you, Rich. We we went there to look for bikes because that was you know about the only thing that. You, you gotta buy your kid a bike. It doesn't matter sure. how poor you are. So we, we how went, much you hate them. Exactly. So we, you know, went to Toys R Us to look for bikes, but of course I had to stop and look at the Game Boy games. Of course. While we were there, and and just hope. And it, it wasn't for a couple more years that I finally got a hand-me-down Game Boy from a from a cousin. But uh, yeah, just just looking longingly at all those pretty boxes. We used to draw our own Mario. Uh-huh. I I don't know why, Josh. When you said cousin, I thought you were gonna set a cokehead. I don't know. I don't know. Ha! Huh. You you found a you found like it just an eight fits so naturally in the story. You found like yeah. an eight ball. You traded it in for a Game Boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was the first game you got on the Game Boy that you remember, Josh? Um. Well, the 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 again the hand me down Game Boy that I got came with Tetris and uh, Breakout or. I don't think it was called Breakout. What was it called on the on the Game Boy? Or was it was it, it was, was, was it, it Breakout? Or was it Brick Breaker on the It was either Brick Breaker or Breakout. I, I think it was Brick Breaker is the like the one of the early Game Boy ones. It wasn't the like Mario It's, it's whichever one. one Nintendo owns the name to, which yeah. might be Brick Breaker. Uh, Can you say that right. five times fast? Brick Breaker, Brick Breaker, Brick Breaker, Brick Breaker, Brick Breaker, Brick Breaker, Brick Breaker. <laughs> oh yeah. That joke's on you, Rich. Now I'm turned on. Ha! That was my intention. What is that from? There's a fe- there's a female actress who says that in something. And I'm. I mean, I was doing like a John Ralphio thing. Maybe that was what it was. Jenny Slate played his sister in that, and they had like the same oh, behavior. Oh, Parks and Rec. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Got it. All right, we're on the same page. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, one of my biggest memories, and this it's not one necessarily specific memory, but I've talked about this a lot in the past. I I would go to this old brick and mortar chain called Hastings, and it was more. I don't know. I guess it's really popular in the Midwest, but they had video games, CDs and books and movies. And I remember they had this really cramped um, store for years growing up before they moved into a bigger shop. And I would go there with my father and my father would look at all the rock and metal CDs and I would browse with him for about five minutes tops before I was like, Dad, can I go to the video game section? And I would go over there and just, and this is how old I am, I would look at all the Sega Genesis titles. And I'd be like, oh, Dad, I want to get that one. Dad, I want to get that one. And he'd be like, oh, I'm going to get that one later. I'm going to get that one later. And then eventually it moved to PS1 titles that I would really browse. And 
I just found so many cool games there. Oh, but one of the coolest memories I have is when um, PS1 and N64 was kind of becoming more prominent in the SNES and Sega Genesis games were kind of being phased out of that store. And they had some they had some clearance games, like clearance rental games that they had. And I ended up picking up uh, it's this Sega Genesis game called Chackin' the Forever Man. And I don't know if either of you guys have ever heard of that game. It is a brutally difficult um, action platformer game that um, is a lot of fun. Hmm. Rich, I think you'd actually be into it because it's kind of comic book-esque. What's the title? Chackin' the Forever Man. I know. it's That somehow sounds less real than Flicky. Oh, it's real. <laughs> But uh, I picked this that up. Got a look. He does. That's yeah. And then uh, I picked up a uh, some tennis game, which was actually surprisingly pretty fun. Picked that up for two dollars. But... Based on a comic book, Shay. I know that. That's why. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did know that as well. So, um. Anyways, that was one of my more vivid memories i have a, like josh said i have a lot of memories of going into brick and mortar stores and just kind of staring at titles trying to figure out what i wanted to rent um and it's good times it's good times going into brick and mortar stores right. but that's gonna lead us into our actual conversation because we're in 2022 guys um as fun as it is to reminisce on the good old days uh we're I the future is as as one Dewey would say, uh, the future is now, old man, and we are in 2022, where brick and mortar stores, it's much less common for the average person to go into a video game shop, pick a a case off of the shelf and stare longingly at the front, and yeah. then look at the back, and say, "I think I want to get this one." Yeah, the time. Yeah, kids I mean, these days I only only think that. Brick and mortar stores are for, you know, anytime you need to go and get knifed for someone to steal your PS5. Perfect. I, I, you know, I thought the joke would have been better saying like it's a it's a knockoff Rick and Morty shop, mm. but you know we could Classic. we could go with that one too. That works. All these I, kids today I, know is illegal digital download, charge they phone, eat McDonald's and lie. Would you download an automobile, Rich? I don't really have those kind of download speeds, but if I did, yeah, realistically, sure. <laughs> if anybody asks you that, the answer is always, "Yeah, I fucking would if I could." Abso- absolutely, yeah. I, I got I, like, I actually, yeah, I'm totally one at home right now. My computer's on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't download a car, but but mostly because any car that you download is probably a piece of shit that's actually actively trying to kill you. Sure. At least that yeah, seems to be Tesla's business I, model. That's the way I want it. Hmm. Hmm. Right, but how much no, RAM um, does your there's, Tesla There's not going to be a use, you know, a market for Tesla. Market for Teslas if they, you know, destroy themselves. Every Would you jailbreak my Tesla? Uh huh. Would you probably. jailbreak a Tesla? Yeah, if, yeah. If I knew a reliable guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that probably is the way to do it. Probably. Well, make first it I'd ask safer. why he's in jail to begin with. Pudum. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so. Yeah, I. Do you guys think that I try not bri- to? Do you think that brick and mortar <laughs> stores are dying, Rich? 
yes and no. I feel like we've been singing that song for like over a decade at this point. Um, and something kind of always happens to bring it back. Like stores continue to find and we'll have to find more effective means of there's always going to be a reason maybe for simpler things um, for you to go to the brick and mortar store. I think these yeah. specialized stores are dying. Um, and I think that's a thing that kind of makes sense. Like GameStop keeps trying to buy itself time. For example, we don't live in a time where a store that just sells video games makes sense. Yeah. Like that idea I think is dying. Not like the brick and mortar store in general. Like you might see a lean back to the bigger like department stores. Like remember when you can go into like a fucking Sears and buy video games there? Yeah, like, yeah. That's gonna like that is the, the the formula that I think could come back. Like your dad's upstairs buying a ride on the lawnmower and you're gonna go get Dragon Quest three. I think that you just took like ten of our fans that are under twenty five. And they all just thought to themselves, what the fuck is Sears? Oh, yeah, 100%. Sears is that big building in your town that says it's been going out of business for 25 years. No, it's 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 gone. It's gone. Yeah, I think all Sears I are think, gone at this so. point. I, I think, yeah, I just I have this distinct memory of um, a Sears in where I grew up, like that perpetually life. Like every time I pass this place for the past two decades, it's been like going out of business sale now. And now Sears is just the name of that one tire center. And you're like, why does that tire center say it's the Sears tire center? And then there's a big empty building behind it. Uh-huh. Yep, pretty much. The days of uh, Sears, Kmart, and ShopGo of uh, long and gone. Thanks, Walmart. I used, I used to break Thanks. into an abandoned Thanks, Kmart Walmart in family. my town in high school. Mm. Mm, indeed. Mm, indeed. And I was like, remember when my grandpa brought me here? He's dead now. <laughs> hot josh where where do you sit do you think brick and mortar stores are dying um i mean yeah i mean we, we kind of talked about this a couple of years ago when reggie fisame was you know was brought in to be the ringer to save gamestop and then the pandemic happened and Oh hey, we're 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 all closing for a few months now and um so that kind of went nowhere. Um Right. However, it does seem like at least from the spam emails I get, they're they're changing some of that stuff. Um like I've started getting advertisements for televisions and and monitors and stuff like that. Like they're they're trying to branch out into more gaming related stuff instead of just the games. I, I do think GameStop's going to still evolve into, and I think you're right, Josh. We did talk about this like back then. Like their intent for anyone who doesn't remember at the time was they were going to evolve into more of like a a video game cafe almost style thing where like you could go and rent time on monitors and rent old consoles and rent yeah. VR and just like hang out and they would sell like refreshments, but they would still also like sell retail products, which then the pandemic happened, so that business model was yeah. not something that it made sense to invest in immediately. But I still, I think they're going to end up going that way because I, by being more than a retail business, is the way a specialty store like GameStop can save themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because I, we've talked about this separately before, but 
used games become so much less of a thing, partly because GameStop killed them by cranking the prices up to where there's no goddamn reason to buy a used game anymore. Unless it's like four years later. Or or unless it's on eBay, because the market's still great there. Like, you can still yeah. buy lots of, you know, four or five-year-old games, like you're saying. 20 bucks. It's great. There's still 48 bucks if you go to a GameStop, because yeah. they want to make their markup so high. Like, that, that used market is dead as far as a brick-and-mortar store is concerned, just because of the, the extra overhead of having them all in one place. Um, yeah. But I do feel like that specifically the used market has moved online fairly successfully through stuff like eBay, um, which I was worried about for a while there because it seemed like it had nowhere to go at the time. I was half waiting for GameStop to be like, here's an idea. What if we like lent the games out to people for a charge and then they had to bring them back? And like, what an original idea! This has never been done before. You know, honestly, if GameStop had rentals, I would be at GameStop way more often. Oh, same. I would totally take advantage I, of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you could go in there and rent a game for a weekend or a week or whatever else, I I would I would take advantage of a GameStop way more than I do currently. I pass two GameStops on my way home from work every day. I would stop in on my way and be like, hey, see if they got anything I want to pick up and rent it for the next few days. Uh-huh. I'm going to take a slightly different approach from, from you guys. I don't think brick and mortar stores are going anywhere. I think that some of them are going to die off. And I think some of them are going to readjust like you guys are talking about. I don't think they're going to die off. And I think this pandemic proved it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the long way to get to to the point so i mean you guys are going to probably hear hear me and slightly disagree with me stay on the journey so one thing that i've noticed in the past few years really the past two or three years are um hyper specific shoe stores opening up because there has been this huge influx of people wanting to get into sneakers um sneaker heads if you will and these shops have been growing the past few years. They, they, it, it isn't that they've just suddenly become popular. They are fucking growing because the market is there. People are wanting these hyper-specific shoes. They're wanting to get these retro shoes. Fuck, I went into this place the other day um, that I didn't even know opened in my city, and they had the pair of Jordans that I wore when I was seven years old. I completely forgot about those shoes because I used to be, you guys know I'm pretty big into basketball, but I completely forgot about those shoes. About and I, Air Jordans? I, they were, the, well, no, not them all to get, not the brand, but the specific exact shoe that I wore. Uh-huh. It was the, uh, it was the Jordan 13s. Uh, any sneaker heads out there might oh, yeah. know what I'm talking about. Um, if you don't, then look them up but anyways i wore those i had two different pairs and they were my favorite shoe i've ever worn so i pop into the shop i see them there and i was like fuck i want to get these they're almost three three hundred dollars and i almost bought them on a whim i was very very close to going to buy them that is the same for video games um not identical but here's what i will say there are people out there like me who will pop into a retro shop 
look at something and say, holy fuck, I forgot that game existed. I used to love that game. I need that game right now. There are always, there's always going to be a market for that. And the, the thing is, it's not the same when you pop on eBay, when you pop on a digital store, when you pop into Amazon, because you don't always know what you're looking for. And you can't just, it's not as easy to pop no in. impulse buy on Amazon unless you happen. The algorithm happens to be that good. Right. The, the algorithm doesn't exist quite yet to make the impulse buy that easy. It's yeah. not quite there yet, but me popping into a brick and mortar shop and seeing that and holding it, there's something, and it, it, go, it stands to reason that it's, it's more impactful. Like sitting on my couch in my underwear, surfing the internet, I'm not really getting that much sensory overload. You take the time to drive somewhere or walk somewhere, you walk into a shop, you're smelling whatever the shop smells like sometimes Come. it's i don't know what shop you're walking into uh it's, it maybe maybe it's that fresh package smell maybe it's bo from the guy next to you who hasn't showered for a week doesn't matter but you're walking in Fuck, there you I have the smell you are feel like you are feeling the the atmosphere you grab something it's tangible it's in your hands it's less than a, a feet or less than uh i'm trying to think it's a good six inches I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what is that i'm i'm not i'm still not good at centimeters yet i wish i was uh it's not it's it's pretty close to your eyes let's just say that and you're like fuck i need this there's something about that that i don't think will ever die and I think honestly that the pandemic showed that more. But the other mm. aspect of that I think is is uh, is real. Is I think yes, there are a lot of people that are antisocial, but there are also a lot of people who, despite being antisocial or despite being introverted, all of that, still desire a connection. And by being able to go into a video game shop, even if you're not talking to anyone seeing other people looking into the same hobby you like or love or appreciate there's something about that seeing other people shopping um having the chance for a random conversation is awesome so i yeah. don't think that these shops are going anywhere are they going to retool sure are they going to be less common probably but are they going yeah. anywhere i don't personally feel like I mean, they are honestly kind of what you were saying there are less reasons to go buy a new game in a store like that than to yeah. find retro games. Maybe they finally make their swing back into used games. Well, the, the, they're already in, kind of force. They're kind of already doing that. And that that's, I, mo I pretty much agree with what you're saying, Shay. And I, I guess I just didn't like articulate it well earlier because I said, like, I don't think those focus stores will exist anymore, but more so what I meant was like, there's either going to be the big box, like, you know, the Walmarts and the Targets of the world that sell like a sliver of everything. I don't think a store like what GameStop has been for a long time will ever exist again eventually. Like the you're buying new retail games. This is the place to stop just for new retail games. Like you need to if you want to be a specialty shop, yeah. you need to swing really hard in the specialty direction. And I think the fact that in the past few years, GameStop has completely reshuffled its stance where like 
once games are past a certain number of years old, they're just like, we don't carry that anymore. Oh, I know. Into a huge influx of the retro market pretending like they weren't the ones who destroyed part of that in the you, process. Yeah, you you know, the most interesting part of GameStop currently is that one little Are the glass, glass case <laughs> yeah. of of DS and GBA games that they've got like a dozen in in every store. Yeah. Because they're trying to empty it out and eventually get rid of it. That is the most interesting thing in the store is going in there and seeing what old. Well, I mean, that's also the thing though. Game not Boy try- game you can you can find in there. That they're you- not trying to get rid of it anymore. Like they were. Yeah. And do you remember that era where you go to a GameStop and try and trade in something old, and they're like, "Yeah, we won't take this. We'll throw it out for you, though." Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I know. What? That's just. That was so short-sighted on their part. I I understand the margins were not great, but that was why I went to GameStop, was their their used games. But now the margins are great, because they destroyed so much of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I... I have my own issues with GameStop having worked there in the past, and I think we all have our issues with GameStop, and I think they're an easy target, because they made themselves an easy target. But... I I agree with you guys. I do think that the time of walking into a store for the average person, sorry, the the average gaming enthusiast, I would say, is <laughs> thank, dead. Thank you for clarifying. For that clarifying, they're, they're not people, not a, not a person. Well, yeah, well, no, 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 no. I'm. You guys are. You guys always do this every time I say gaming enthusiast. Well, you every time be, you make you the same joke. You gotta be careful with your wording. Well, because I I don't like saying the other word because it has very negative connotation. No, uh, but the TM <laughs> one, the TM one, guys, come oh, on. Oh, gamers, TM. Be oh. a little bit, be a little bit more positive today. I don't have I'd, to be. I'm that. That's who I am too. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's all we need. If you're gonna call someone else a loser, call yourself a yeah, loser. Yeah, no, too, I this. count myself among these fucking troglodytes. troglodyte yells at troglodyte Mm -hmm. name of riches porno but no um i don't think that there is as much of a market for that but i just i also feel like and this is the air as it turns into a space station monkeys (laughs) screaming in the background (laughs) 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 yeah but I and this is the part where we have retread because we have talked about this. I do think that there's still going to be a market even for that, even if it's less, because there's always going to be the mom the night before Christmas trying to grab yeah. something. And we have discussed that. Um, so I, d- I don't want to retread it too much, but yes, I do think there's going to be a fluctuation of that. But I think, yeah, when I was thinking about this topic, because it is very similar to stuff we've talked about before, that. I think the pandemic has kind of shifted my mindset and shifted our mindsets to show that these stores aren't going to go anywhere. Um, because, I mean, if we look at the, stimu- the stimuli that we were given um, over the past two years, 2020 and 2021, um, is, that, is that the stimulus stimuli? What's the plural of that? Stimularum. The plural of Pokemon is Pokemon. 
I don't know. What is this? I would assume it would be stimuli. I don't know. It still sounds gross. It does. Yeah, it does. Ah, yes, um, plural if it's, it's, oh, it's Latin I, there. I, 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 I assume it up. this is Latin. I looked it up. It's octopi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Octopuses or octopi, actually. Both of them are. Octopussies. Stimulopodies. <laughs> so, the stimulopodies that we got a few years back. Uh, a lot of people, granted, probably spent that on necessities. But the gamers said, fuck, I can get a new graphics card. Fuck, I can get so many games with this. And um, I got an Oculus. <laughs> Girl, exactly. I got the Oculus Quest 2 with my stimulus. Yeah. Well, your stimulopodies. With my stimuli. Rich. Your stimulopodies. With my, with, with my stiffy. <laughs> but um, I think that it showed that, that given the opportunity that gamers are always going to support this hobby, gamers TM, excuse me, are always going to support this hobby. And. I just, I don't think brick and mortar stores are going to die completely. Yes, in certain areas, they're going to die. In my college town, there was this, uh, there was this famous place called Snow Day Games, and that one closed down shortly before the pandemic came up. And mm-hmm. I think that was just due to poor management, unfortunately. Um, let's buy it and let's reopen it. Well, Poor management yeah. and probably rent's getting ridiculous if it was a college town. Cause, oh, God, oh, the, yeah, rent, sure. the rent is yeah. absorbent in that area right now. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's just I think that people are going to have to really be smart about their business model from here on out. And they're really they have to provide that exceptional customer service because like the word of mouth is really going to be the biggest thing there. Yeah. Um, that reminds me, I should go to my local retro game shop and go buy something well, soon. I haven't bought uh, something from there this year. What's what's funny, Shay, is actually stands as like proof of like what you're saying here. Um, there is like a local retro shop by me that's been there for a number of years now. Um, that Ray and I would frequent, and they just opened their third location. Mm. Like places like that are doing great. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's the the thing is like you also like. Hopefully they know what they're doing because opening a third shop open the, opens themselves up to things too because well, like we're come like it ebbs and flows you know what I mean but like totally I, I mean I think a big part of why they did it and like this is probably the biggest example is I haven't been to the third location yet I think it might be their biggest their second one was in a mall and it was much bigger and an entire section of that store the second store is just pinball and arcade machines and they do free play by the hour there that's smart i mean you gotta you gotta think of ways to pivot your business model yeah because kind of like you're saying the new games market walmart and target that's 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 where people go to get new games if it's not on amazon or just buying it digitally on the console at this point Hmm. um parents buying something for their kids well i'm in walmart like that's yeah. that's they're they're here anyway. They don't need to stop off at another yes, place. Yes, exactly. And but like, you can't just go out and find a copy of Donkey Kong Country too. Like that's an endeavor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to this retro store, and then also the like. I spent a little money at that retro store two weeks ago. Uh, Ray and I went to get lunch and to stop by there, and we were stopping by there because it's like I kind of want to play pinball for a little bit, and I ended up spending more money because they had a cart I'd been wanting to get for a while, and I'm like, that's fuck cool. it, we're here. I'm spending the money. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's I think that's like that's an interesting angle and approach to take with the conversation because um and I, I always feel like deja vu because we've we've been here for so long. We've talked about these things probably in other topics, but um you think about music and how right now a lot of music is just a mishmash, not and that's a negative connotation. I'm sorry, a blend of genres. Like so much of music right now is blended now more than ever. Um in our lifetimes, yeah. at least, I should say. And people are really are playing with those those genres and i think, I think stores way more people have access to more influences now with that's ex- exactly that's that's exactly my point and i think in order to gather people's attention you have to appeal to many different types of people so you know like corporation stores like Walmart and Target, there's a reason why they're so popular. And there's a reason why uh, Sears and Kmart, Shopka, all those were popular business models before, you know, um, Walmart and Costco. In the mall era, when you're already there. Because Walmart is basically just a Sears, but hey, there are groceries there. So instead of going to the mall and making that an outing, I'm going there for my grocery shopping. And this other stuff happens to be there. It's 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 about putting something in front of you that you didn't intend to buy. Uh, and yeah, the, the way Walmart is doing a better on. job of that than just department stores or or anything else in the mall currently. When you think about it that way, it's like things like Sears could have held on if they were willing to invest. They'd be like, no, every Sears needs a grocery department. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's kind of I what I, th- really I think it's less about Walmart that, and more about the go to place. I think well, Walmart was Walmart's undercutting margin Oh yeah, that's definitely a, a huge part of it. But um, a- anyways, that's that's not what anyway. we're here to discuss. We're not Sorry. we're not here to discuss. That's a totally different podcast <laughs> yeah. launching next week. Yeah, uh, yeah. The problem with department stores. Uh, really, really <laughs> looking forward to doing that with you guys. It's a passion project for us. You're uh, not going to be here next week. So. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think that stores really have to start appealing to more audiences you got to have multiple reasons to draw somebody in and a -hmm. big thing with social media and the social media experience is if you give somebody a reason to talk about it on social media it's gonna spread and that's gonna draw people in so for example um there's this one this one post I saved from a few years ago about this this video games shop that opened up somewhere in the south. I'd I'd have to look at the picture again. I, I've kind of forgotten at this point, and that's why I saved it. But basically, it was an all retro game store, but it was like an adult one, so you could drink and have fun with your buddies. And there there's some other special catch with it I can't remember, but like that was talked about on social media and it was shared around and a lot of people talked about it. That's a reason to get people into the store. Um, you got to have things like that. So like rich, you're talking about like this place also had pinball machines. If you really wanted to, you could go in there and talk about it on social media. You could probably post about it on Sorchom Instagram and Twitter. And we, we, you draw more people in that way. And that's such a huge thing that people don't realize now. And I see the benefits of that in a place like Japan, where trends like trends mm. swing all the way here in Japan. It's crazy. Right now, what's huge in Japan is women dyeing their hair this blondish color. Almost 
half of the women I see in my city have the same blonde hair right now because somebody saw it on social media, somebody popularized it, and now the trend has swung all that way. A few years ago, it was bubble tea. Uh, and also this year, and granted, it's the same every year. Bubble tea is pretty good, though. Bubble tea is pretty good, but it was a fucking phenomenon, dude. It was insane. Um, those things happen because of social media. If there's a location or a landmark um, that somebody hears about on social media that suddenly pops up that year, yeah. everybody fucking goes there. And it's the same here with these brick and mortar shops. If they, if they, as in the brick and mortar shops, give you a reason to go in there and post about it on social media, that's going to ramp up their popularity, even if it's for the short term. But you also have to think about the long term solutions, not as like, yeah, uh, keep keeping like all these trends going because you're you're going to lose the zeitgeist. You're going to be yeah, in there for a moment. You, you're you going to be still gone. Need something to attract locals in order to make it, you know, feasible to survive. Um, yes, and kind of going back to the music, like you mentioned. All the streaming places, which suck for giving anything to people actually making music, um, that's that's how people go to find music now. Um, whereas, no one even knows what a music store is anymore. Like you used to be able to go in there and they'd have listening rooms where you could put on high end sell music, high end like cans to be able to listen to anything in the store and decide if it was something you wanted to buy. It was mm-hmm. way more of an experience, and those basically died off with the internet, uh, and are uh, oddly enough, they're kind of slowly coming back. I've been seeing a lot, like music sections in a lot of bookstores lately, um, because they were able to hold on, you know, to, to to people who were not going online to get books. But you know, let's, Josh, let's try just, to bring this back. You just unlocked a recent memory for me, which is crazy because I can't mm. believe I let this slip my mind when I was talking about being in a mall to go to that retro game store. As we're leaving said mall, we're walking back. You know, sometimes you're in a mall and there'll be a store that's like the the entryway is framed in such a place that you can't see it coming from one direction. Yeah. So on the way in, we could not see this. On the way out, I go, is that an FYE? Because those <laughs> don't exist anymore. Right. And it was. And so we went inside, and apparently FYE is back, but, like, their big shift is, like, now we sell, like, a bunch of, like, we sell, like, a lot of import Japanese stuff, and we sell a lot of vinyl, um, like, seems like the big swings, but also just music in general. I think they survived in Europe while malls were dying in the States, because I remember seeing a lot of them... I, I could be completely wrong in conflating a different store that I saw there, but, uh, and in effect, I probably am because my brain is just Swiss cheese at this point, but that style life. store, but yeah, um, but it's very much like someone clearly bought the brand and mm-hmm. is now making stores again. Yeah, I don't I, see the mall coming back as, as strong same. as it was, but I do see the idea of that coming back there's at least hopefully there's been a push in the last few years to try to make spaces walkable again in the states which has not been a thing for approximately 200 years correct um 
Can't your manservant carry you? Why would you want to walk? Yeah, but but occasionally it still happens when towns, especially I've noticed this a lot a lot on the East Coast where we built towns to be walkable and then the cars were added after the fact and there's yeah. barely any room like you can't put in bigger roads which is nice for some of the smaller towns around here especially well, it's, it's a delight but, and you know boston which i'm heading to next week is one of the i never would dr- i will avoid driving in boston mm-hmm. it, it's the worst city in america to drive in as far as i'm concerned which is great like yeah. i i would much rather like this this is a thing in europe i'd noticed like you'll have car parks by station get on go into the city and then yeah. you just walk everywhere there. Yeah, um, 100%. That's the way I prefer it as well. And it's just, it makes life a whole lot easier. And that's not widespread in America, but I've been noticing it's starting to come back because a lot of small, like Main Street USA, even Midwestern, Southern, small town stuff, it's, it's, it's been coming back slowly over the and- last few years. Yeah, like, I mean, design like that, too, is is why I personally prefer living in cities, because suburbia is not built like that. Yeah. Suburbia is built to drive everywhere, and I fucking hate that. And, like, occasionally in a suburb, you will get that Main Street USA thing, but it's like, yeah, like, everything's walkable once you're there, but it's still 30 fucking minutes from my house Mm -hmm. in a car. Yeah, public transportation, I think, would probably factor into that, but, uh... Yeah, yeah. to get back on topic. Sorry, we really, what are we, we talking really, about? It was an interesting conversation, but we really, we really lost the thread. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, for sure. Um, video game shops and brick and mortar shops, more specifically. Um, you know, I guess that makes sense for us. That uh, yeah, I I don't like at the end of the day. I think that. There, we, there are many examples that we've brought up that is showing that people do have the desire to walk in and hold something. Like, and I think, I don't know, I guess, if it's per se better for the environment. I'm sure that there could be cases made against both, you know, like going to a brick and mortar shop that yeah. spends a lot of um, energy heating yeah. or... Uh, ACing and having the lights on and stuff like that but I also think that there's a case it's, to be uh, made that having same day shopping is really yes, fucking terrible for the environment as well with all the packaging sort of, and stuff it, it's sort of a both both are true like online shopping would be much better if we were back in like the 2000 era mindset of four to six weeks you'll get this um, and we didn't have to worry about you know, air shipping or anything like that. That's just extremely inefficient for delivering one thing. Quantum teleportation. Um, yes. Yeah. But, but I, I think that there's the case that can be made against both. And I think that delves into something deeper of like the packaging we're using and stuff like that, which we've talked about, uh, gaming and yeah. eco-friendliness years back, actually, which, uh, that's an interesting episode if you ever want to go back and listen to that. Um, we talked about that a few years back, but I think that this pandemic has shown that, and it's not only the pandemic, but I think in terms of since we've had a similar conversation to this, that's the big angle we could take there, is that this pandemic has shown 
that brick and mortar stores aren't going to die. They're going to have to retool, but there's very much a place for them. There's very much a place for walking in and experiencing that. And I think oh, yeah. like Rich, Rich, you you were talking about, um, you brought it up that if they can figure out ways to not necessarily have a mall situation, even if it's like an outdoor mall where it's like a place where you can go from shop to shop, which is yeah, a, like outdoor malls. shopping centers. Yeah. Like, yeah. If they can figure that out, I think that would be smart. And honestly, it's kind of good for uh, America specifically being one of the most obese nations in the world or one of the most unhealthy nations in the world. It wouldn't hurt to be able to walk around for, to a few shops. Yeah, let's go to burn walk some to the calories store. while you're looking at video games. Let's go walk to the M&M store. <laughs> Let's go walk to the belly jelly belly shop. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. It's okay, you but, guys. American chocolate's dog shit. Yeah, there's no reason to walk to the M&M store in, in, in the States. That's just... It's just what foolish. the fuck are you guys talking about? I, I'm Fucking talking American about chocolate American is fine. chocolate. Nah, American right, chocolate being American overly chocolate acidic. Like puke. And, yeah. yeah. You guys need fucking help. Okay, no, so man, f- no, Josh. Oh, we've got, uh, a, ex- we've got a good, good like. Uh, let me explain this to him, Josh. Shay. No, no, this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about <laughs> video games. No, we don't got need to talk any more tangents. Japanese no more tangents and lecturing today. us about how, about our, how great yeah. our American chocolate is. I'm not saying it's great. I'm saying people have different you, flavors. Who you cares? Have, you get, we're talking you about video game shops. Move on. Move on. Move on. We're not talking about chocolate anymore. We need to stay on, like, half this conversation, we haven't even talked about the topic we're supposed to be talking about. So, no more tangents. All right? <laughs> Let's sit around it. being wrong the whole time. Let's... <laughs> I, I didn't know that we are keeping a scoreboard of uh, who's right and wrong about chocolate, but you know what? If that's your prerogative, Not just about chocolate, it. about all things. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck, but anyways, uh, no, I mean, like, do you guys have any closing thoughts on video game shops and, uh, and brick and mortar stores more specifically? Yeah, I know. Anything I know. that you didn't get out that you want to get out now? I think we kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, I, I think we covered the bigger points. Not so much a will they fail or like a they they are going to have to reinvent or fail. Yeah, are, yeah. A lot of them are already in the process of it. Yeah. Again, like. We, we kind of hit these, but I, I, I think the two paths going forward are new game with rentals or retro stuff. I mean, not even just retro, but like used games. Like, I kind of feel like those are the two models. Um, rental has mostly died out, sadly, and I think but there's I'd love a place to see it for come it. Back. Yeah. I, and I think with new games is the way for that to, to flourish. Like, oh, hey, I, like, I, I, I go in there. It's not just the rental store. I can rent the new games if it's something I want. Hey, I'm not going to return this. Go in, just pay for it um, type situation. That could work. I also think, kind of like we were talking earlier, going in, finding an old game is really fun because it's always a surprise what you're going to find because the back catalog of gaming is just so ridiculously massive you could find anything if that's their model mm. yeah yeah i uh i hope that brick and mortar shops come back in an interesting way 
not just the way that they've been for years and years, but I hope that they start to really innovate more. And I don't know what that looks like. Obviously, I'm not a market or a business analyst or anything like that, but I hope they come back in an interesting way. Um, yep. Yeah. Cool. cool. Well, uh, let's go on break and let's go argue about some chocolate. Yes, finally. <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. Good people of the earth, if you're here listening to the Chompcast, I want to say a big thank you. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the Chompcast isn't the only podcast that we do. That's right! We have Evoking the Sublime, where Shay interviews game developers about the creation of their games. We also have Chomping After Dark, the podcast where we deep dive into the story of video games as well as the occasional TV show and movie. And lastly, our newest podcast, Chomping at the Bits, went live just a few months ago, where myself and some friends break down the historical relevance of popular video games over the years. We have tons of content, and we'd love for you to check it out and let us know what you think. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, or over at the Sword Chomp website. Now, if you ladies are done gabbing, I have some shit to do. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else who identifies otherwise. We are back. Thank you so much for waiting for us. We're going to talk about some games now. Uh, Rich this week decided he was going to play some Lego Star Wars and specifically the Skywalker Saga, the brand new game that just recently dropped. Rich, tell us about it. Yeah, man. Um, I decided to pick this one up because, well, frankly, those original Lego games, like there's so many fucking Lego games now. I haven't played them in a good long time. Uh, But for anyone who can remember back to 2006 or 2005, I want to say times. Uh, Lego Star Wars was the first of these games that basically turned into a genre in and of itself for Traveler's Tales. Um, I got got a full review up for this because I ended up having some thoughts on it. This game is it's a it's a large game. It is all nine Star Wars films and like some extra stuff around the edges. And it feels like it's very much in the spirit of those traditional Lego games, but it's like it's a new engine, I'm pretty sure, for Traveler's Tales, and it's like a step forward into what Lego games are probably going to be after this. Um, there's a surprising amount of open world stuff. Like, those games are always about collecting, but there's so much shit to collect in these. Uh, like, over 3,000 characters. Um, there's, like, brick currency. There's, like, something like 2,000 of these bricks to collect in the open world by solving puzzles. Goodness. Um and then there's five like traditional levels for each film. Um, because of that, I think some of the levels end up feeling a weir- weirdly inconsistent in spots because they kind of have to gloss over some stuff. Like if you're going to dedicate an entire level in episode one to the pod race, uh, <laughs> there's some stuff like the way they get around that. And I think they do it pretty effectively, even if these bits of gameplay are probably the weakest. They have huge segments in between levels where it's like, OK, this technically isn't a level, but we're going to have you solve this puzzle in the overworld and then play a cutscene or whatever, where it's like we're going mm. from the Gungan City to Naboo Palace or whatever. Um, you can tackle the three trilogies in any order, but you need to start with the first episode of each one. So basically 
you can start at episode one, episode four, or episode seven. And then, you know, gradually build off from there. And then obviously when you're done with everything, the free play is a big component of having all these characters with different abilities. Does and, the uh, um, does the story arc for uh, for seven through nine make more sense in retrospect now that they know where it's going in the Lego games? No, <laughs> because you can't do anything to undo the horrible, horrible course correction that happened in there. I will forever be an apologist for The Last Jedi. Yeah. That movie is great, and they undid everything that was cool about yeah. it. Um, I was just curious if, if knowing how things were going to turn out would, 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 would allow that... I, I think those games are they're still fun. to They're more fun in Lego form than they are in movie form. Uh, because, like, the self-awareness about a lot of it is really fun. Like, in that episode 9 fight in the... Uh, in the remains of the Death Star, like you'll you'll be <laughs> you'll yeah. be fighting Kylo Ren, and he'll be like Luke Skywalker's nephew fighting Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter in the ruins of the Death Star. Who'd have thunk it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they th- they do some really fun stuff with it. Like that Lego humor is still there in a way I think is really fun. Uh, there's a running gag through like every single one of these where Chewie is like having consistent meltdowns about the medal he never got at the end of episode four. Um, and like everybody is getting medals for everything they do. And he's like, why? Why and is he's this just keep there, to me? Just, just standing there in what might be the strong, the best low key South Park reference I've ever oh seen. Um, there's a level in Return of the Jedi where the entire structure of the level is when Chewbacca and Wicket steal those ATST walkers to like back up Han at the bunker, and the name of the level is the Chewbacca defense. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, the, That's good quality fun humor for the kids. It, it really is. Um, I also wanted to point out uh, on the gameplay end of it, these games are still really simple, and you can kind of button mash your way through them if you want, mm-hmm. but they changed a lot for the better, I think. When you're playing as, like, a blaster-wielding character now, there's some, like, over-the-shoulder camera stuff and, like, aim-down sights for, like, very accurate shooting. Ah. Um, And it's not exactly, you know, Devil May Cry, but when you're playing as a lightsaber character, there's, like, real combos now. Um, And in boss fights, they pan the camera down lower and reward parrying. Like, you can, again, just keep swinging and bash your way through this, but if you want to engage with all the mechanics, it gives you some good feedback and feels fun. That's That's pretty cool. That sounds cool. And also, the game is gorgeous. It feels weird to say that about a Lego game, but... Oh, no, they've been... They've been knocking it out of the park visually for a while now. The lighting is immaculate. Those backgrounds are immaculate. And this is the closest I think I've ever seen in a video game to it looking like they just scanned Lego bricks in. Yeah. Like to the point of the, uh, you can see like dirt caking up on the Lego pieces as you're moving through like sand or mud. Yeah. It, they, they did it's a good job look. with that uh, remake or, or re-release of, of a builder's journey a while ago when they when they brought that sure, phone yeah. to PC. That looked unreal at the time. Yeah, yeah. Just- I For sure. I think I was thinking of those Traveler's Tales games in like a different camp, but it definitely yeah. feels more like that in terms of representing like, the like actual Lego bricks. bricks. Yeah. Um, and for anyone interested, what's, what's really fun actually too is one of these things particularly more than the other, but um, there's also, I think the character packs came with the version I bought, but there's character packs for Solo, A Star Wars Story, and for The Mandalorian. Um... Uh, so playing as characters outside of those, you know, main nine films and mm-hmm. as an adorable touch, when you are playing as the Mandalorian, there's always a baby Yoda in a little floating carriage with you. Oh and if God. you 
aim at the carriage, he closes the blast shield. <laughs> That's cute. There, this game is full of little touches like that, little jokes, and a lot to discover. If you kind of power through all the story stuff, you could pretty much, I'd say, nine movies taking like two hours at most if you're just going like two hours per movie at most if you're Hmm. just carving through them but obviously there's so much more to discover beyond that there's even when you're traveling between the planets which are basically like the hub sandboxes you pick a ship out of a lot of ships you can unlock and there's some light dog fighting stuff that feels surprisingly good uh there's this game does a lot like none of it uh... is particularly like this is unbelievable but it does everything it does pretty well is uh is there a I don't know if this would apply given, you know, your situation but but is there a local co-op mode like a lot of the yes, other Yes, yes. Okay. Cuz that's kind of these games are generally fun on their own, but I've I've had a lot of fun playing these Lego games. The drop-in that makes a ton of sense. The drop-in drop co-out drop uh, drop-in drop-out co-op is completely preserved okay. exactly how it was in the past games. Okay, cuz some of the stuff you were talking about seemed like it might make that slightly more complicated than it was previously, so I was curious. I don't know if it ends up going split screen when you do that or how it handles it, um, mm-hmm. but it's all still there. Okay, cool. cool. That's awesome. In a world where we need more couch co-op games, that's welcome. Yeah, um, and they must have spent a ton of time on... There's some really great idle animations in this game. Uh some of them only specifically to when you have like two certain characters together. Uh, like I know going around Twitter a lot has been the like episode three Anakin Skywalker idol animation is he turns on his lightsaber and it's red and then he just like kind of hits the handle until it turns back to blue. Um, <laughs> there's one people have been posting where if you're playing as Darth Vader with young Anakin Skywalker and you let them idle, the kid Anakin Skywalker will be like, that's a cool suit. Where can I get one like that? And he just goes, patience, young one. Uh, <laughs> So they they have fun with it. That's cool. That's what I've always liked about those games. Granted, I've never really got into them. I've played them at like friend's house from time to time is that they always have top notch humor. And the the references that they make are smart. It's the the references are beyond the like I, I told you about that obvious Star Wars reference with the Chewbacca defense. Another great one. And this is another piece of idle dialogue from. I think any of the three versions of Qui-Gon Jinn in this, because there's like three different skins or whatever. Um, if you let him idle long enough, he'll mumble like uh, one time I was going through a building and he just goes, I have a particular set of skills. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, so, that, yeah, that, that was one of the reasons why I granted it wasn't it didn't always hit the mark, but uh the Gex games. That's one of the reasons why I really love those games is because they, they would always We're back on Dana Gould for the second time in this episode. <laughs> yep, that's true. Um, I always like those references that that game and that series made. And yeah. I always like when uh, games can pull that off effectively. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is a game that is littered with jokes that like Josh said, like he enjoys playing these games with his kids and they're perfect for that. But also these games are filled with jokes like that. Like your kid's not going to get 90% of these jokes, like the things they're referencing at times. Yeah. Are it's like, really, that's what we're pulling from, but it's, it's very <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. I love it. I think it's, it's phenomenal. And with I how love good, you. I love you too. Um, with how good this looks and feels to play and star Wars, obviously being an easy stable for almost anyone to go back to. 
Um, I Traveler's Tales definitely needed a fresh engine and a fresh look for this and some light overhauling to the gameplay, which there's lots of here. I, I wonder what they do next uh, because they put all of the Star Wars into this. Uh, I'd also... I'd gladly take expansions for this. Like the Mandalorian characters are in here, but like, give me a Mandalorian season one and two. Like, give me five levels for season one, five levels for season cool. two. I'll yeah. pay you twenty bucks for that. Yeah, I I have a question. Uh, this is a hypothetical. It has nothing sure. to do with what we're talking about. You guys got tangents. I want one today. If I was in a fire, would you still love me? <laughs> <laughs> My body was burned to a char crisp. Would you still fuck it? No. Um, if Lego, the Lego games came out with a Lego Halo series, would you be more interested in playing the original series or the Lego series? The Lego one? The Lego point? series? <laughs> That's what I figured. Yeah. I, I, oh, dude. Lego Arbiter? Fuck yeah. How cool would that be? I would absolutely instantly buy a Lego Halo game. Yeah, unfortunately, Mega Bloks makes Halo sense. So we're never yeah, gonna that. yeah, they kind of the licensing there is kind of an issue, yeah. but yeah. What the fuck is Mega Bloks? It's like uh, Legos for poor <sighs> it's kids. Sadness. <laughs> Legos, but not as cool. Okay. Well, yeah, Legos for poor kids. But oh, you, bitch. you, you know what? <laughs> I said it twice. It's fine. Um, do you know what? Do you know what license Mega Blocks has not in the U.S. Shay? Oh. What's that? One Piece. Mm. Yep. I do love One Piece. Mega Blocks was way less skittish about licensing stuff early on, and it, it took it took Lego a while yeah. to finally decide to start licensing stuff. Well, it took the almost the destruction of their company. Yeah, but. Uh, Mega blocks just aren't as good as of a brick is the problem. They don't hold they're, as well. They're way more stiff. So it yeah. seems like once they go, they go, and they just yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. Are they as stiff as me when you guys talk about them? A little bit more well, so, like, like stiff to the point of being brittle. Like you know, oh, Legos have a certain flexibility to that plastic. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Do you have any uh, final thoughts before we move on, Rich? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think it's really good. Like it shortcomings come in what I think the, the shortcomings of those series always were, which for me, it's like they're they're almost simple to a fault, but they're enough fun that that doesn't really matter. And the only other criticism I really give these games is that despite them being Lego games, building is not so much a, a thing like, yeah, it hardly ever comes up. And when it does, it's like, hold the button to build this thing. Um, And I get it. They're a known quantity at this point. But uh, if you really want to dig deeper into my breakdown of it. That review is up on the site now. It is. Yeah. You just got it up. I did. Mm -hmm. I did up today. Today, as of us recording this, it's up. Yes. Yes, sir. It is. Josh is going to have something really cool on the site by the time this podcast is out. I'm excited for that too. <laughs> yeah. Josh and I both got some form of walkthrough up this year. It's kind of crazy. What's crazy is like the depth, the, oh my God, the depth of the walkthrough Josh did. I think it's one of the coolest things we've ever had on the front page. It's going to be cool. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited to see it. My, my, my mental illness is finally paying off for us. It's finally it's, working out for <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's about time. Mental yeah. illness. Who knew? Uh, yeah, but anyways, uh, let's move on to the second game we're going to talk about called Norco, which oh, I've yeah. never heard of. 
Well, it's on Game Pass. It is. It is on Game Pass, which uh, I'm curious how... Actually, I'll get into the explanation and then then explain why that seems strange, but also could work. Uh, Norco is a narrative-focused adventure game, um, which early on, like the first chapter-ish, half a chapter, it seems like oh this is just a this is just a you know a visual very, novel very traditional very traditional point and click but even like light on the chicken and pulley mechanics of a yeah 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 like like right off the bat it seems very visual novel like I'm reading stuff I'm reading stuff background here's a choice reading more stuff and then you get into a world and you can wander around find stuff talk to people do and it's a cool world adventure game stuff um it it really is a cool world this is a they use that sort of anime 19xx style formatting for the year so you can't tell exactly how near or far future it's it's, it's meant to be but it's it's meant to be a like southern gothic it's set in Louisiana. Sci-fi type adventure game. Um, okay. Where basically one of the first characters you meet is a robot who has lived with your family for a while. I, um, while you're on that, Josh, can we talk about the designs of the robots in this game? Because I yeah. love them. It's so They're good. They're all like these helper androids that are like very common to like families or businesses and stuff. And the like main interesting thing about their design is their faces are like these glass plates displaying constellations. They, they, they look an awful, this is probably because it didn't get enough love and the series kind of went nowhere. But, uh, the, the redesign of, uh, the lost in space robot that Netflix did with that, you know, robot with stars for eyes that everyone wanted to fuck. Um, that's Same. that's kind of that seems like the basis for a lot of robots in uh, in this game. Uh, yeah. th- there's a lot of influence from everywhere again because it's 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 uh, an adventure game and that was a fairly wide genre tonally, even in its heyday. Um, like it it seems like there are influences from everywhere on this game. Totally. I think one of the more interesting parts of Narco for me and the little bit I've played, because um, I am still very early in it, is I really like the way it handles characterization of your character in particular. Oh, yeah. Which, a lot of the time, basically, it'll give you a text crawl where it basically describes something that happened, and then instead of it being like you're answering a question or it's a dialogue box, you basically pick how you reacted to something. Yeah. And it gives you like an idea of what your character's at. Like you'll it'll say something matter-of-factly about your brother and then let you like pick what thought you're going to have about him. Be like, he's yeah. trying his best or like he's useless. Yeah, Stuff like- yeah. Uh, it, it feels very much like that's so, uh, it's sort of Kentucky Route Zero slash... Uh, uh, Disco Elysium style of the narrative is happening around you. You choose who you are going to be. Yeah, you're, in, you're, in the you're thinking about these things. Yeah, exa- you're. It's like you're you're controlling your own internal monologue. Yeah. about the things that are happening around you, and then sometimes like filling in details. Like there was one I remember uh, when you're in the bedroom in the beginning, Josh, and uh, you're talking about this night you were out at a bar when you were in Norco, which is where it's set, Norco, yeah. Louisiana, originally. 
and they you talking about a bar fight or whatever and you could yeah, be like yeah. i was waiting outside or yeah, I was exactly in- like your, your two options are like yeah i got into a fight somebody hit me with a, a bike chain or like oh no no like that scene's not me i was i was outside outside yeah and yeah, then and- people will react to that stuff later like yeah when you, if you, i chose like saying oh yeah i got whipped with a bike chain in the face and then like later on someone will mention them like do you still i see you still have that scar from the bike chain or whatever yeah yeah and it, like, I, I like that style of characterization where the narrative is more fixed and it's um, your it, place in this world is what yeah, you're controlling. Yeah, like that's that, that's a tough thing to pull off. That's something that I think I think Firewatch did really well, but no one knew what that style of game looked like at the time. Totally. And I, I think Firewatch got a lot of heat for none of the responses affecting the story but they did they affected who you are in the story just not any of the outcomes they didn't shape the events it shaped how your character received them and the person you were shaping your character to be in that world yeah yeah and i kind of feel like that has gotten fleshed out and appreciated more is since since firewatch uh yeah i i think people have done it better since then uh, and this, this this definitely feels like it's informed by that. Yeah. Mm. It's very stylistic looking, too. I was looking at some of the photos online. It's very interesting. It's... Yeah. Um, it's Is it, re- like, would you call it, like, what is that, 32-bit? Is that what it is? It's, uh, it's, it's in that era. It's, it is, it is, it, like, in that, in that color space, very much in the 256 colors type 32-bit. It, lo- it looks like, like space. A, a Genesis game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it, it's it's also it also takes a lot from like the high bit pixel art type type stuff. Like there there are mm. shaders in there. Yeah, it that, co-ops that look, but it's doing more than those yes. pieces of hardware could do. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, it kind of it. We've talked about this in a few other games, like uh, um, how, how they'll make it. Shovel Knight did this a lot. How? Oh, this is this is how these old games looked. No, it's fucking not. It yeah. looks like how you remember them. Um, and there's a lot of that. This looks like a lot of the PC era big sprite type stuff. It that reminds was happening me of on, uh, on the PC at the time. But how you it reminds remember me of Snatcher. It. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, I I definitely am gonna have to check that one out. It wasn't on my radar until you guys mentioned it, so I definitely wanna. It's a really it's really well written. Shay is the thing. Like if you you mm-hmm. I think you kind of need to be in the mood for it and go about the mindset of like it's something I would fall under the category of. It's like video games for people who would rather be reading a book right now. Yeah, yeah, and and like uh, sorry, I I I headed down this path and then distracted myself. It is on Game Pass. It yes. uh it is an adventure game. I assume you can play it with a controller, says so it's on Game Pass. Um But is it only on PC Game Pass or is it I on... do not know. I, I've not looked into that. But also this is an adventure game without too many things to click on any given screen. So it's I'm gonna you just could, verify. you could absolutely make it work with a controller if if you needed to. Mm. Yeah, why don't you why don't you find that out, Rich, and we'll. Uh... It's only on PC Game Pass. It only on PC like... Game Pass. So does so not look like there's a console that. version. But uh, I, I, that's a I bummer. Could, I see they could, 
they could probably make it work if necessary because there are there's almost no reason there couldn't be a a console version like you're never reacting to anything in like a huge moment um i mean there are like reactionary games but they're not tingent on it being like keyboard and mouse um they could make it work i think I, i think a console version could come and should come because i more people playing this game would be good yeah it's all so it's only on PC right now, unfortunately. Currently, yes, as, yes. Far, as far as I can tell, because when I looked up the Game Pass thing, it specifically said PC Game Pass. Well, fuck. But I mean, I guess, actually, I, I don't know. Are there still two tiers of Game Pass? Uh, yes. I didn't know because I feel like I think for there's a while Game Pass there, and they Game Pass Ultimate. Into, uh, yes. Anyway. Okay. I think, but. I'll have to check it out at some point when it comes to console. Yeah, Since I, yeah, absolutely. I'm one of those guys. But cool. All right. Well, there's uh, Norco. You guys have anything else you want to say before I move on? I think we're both pretty early, so I mean, I'm yeah. sure Josh will have more thoughts next week, and I'll I can always touch on it when yeah, I come I'm, back after I'm that. But two-ish hours into it, two or two or three something. I'm, I'm at about the same spot. So. It, it seems like it's going I, places. Um, I really, I'm re- it's like I said, very well written so far. It's something I, th- I have a very strong feeling I'm going to end up seeing through to the end. It's not very long from my understanding. I want to say like six hours is what I've been hearing. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty short. Yeah. That's a good so, Game Pass experience right there. Absolutely. It's only $20 mm-hmm. if you don't have Game Pass and want to buy it on Steam or something. It's not super expensive. Yeah, yeah. Want to buy things? Which, which what do again, you take me for? If 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 you're one of the five people who have a Steam Deck at this point, oh, I'm a liar. It's only fourteen nine. It's only fourteen ninety nine. It's even cheaper than that. Yeah, and I think it was on sale at the beginning. It might not be on sale anymore, but like it's not anymore. No, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I bought it on Steam specifically for that reason. There is a bundle that comes with um, a digital art book and the soundtrack on Steam for twenty two ninety two. Um, and that soundtrack's really good. I might need to upgrade to that because yeah, the soundtrack is great. The art is fantastic. I'd love to have an art book for for this game. So, so I'd love to have you, Josh. I know. You can have him. But flights are so expensive. That <laughs> dude, they fucking are. Oh my god. <laughs> right. Oh. Do you, I? I originally had us slated taking a break at this point, but I don't have a lot to say about what i'm going to talk about so i think we're just going to power through guys unless you guys that's fine i mean you don't have polls this week you said right so this will pretty yeah. much be it so yeah just yeah. power through then okay okay um so i played a lot more triangle strategy i was kind of on a hybrid working slash vacation week it was a slower week so i was able to sink a lot more time into triangle strategy my hope was to have finished the game by the recording of this podcast but um I ended up getting the golden route at the point of no return, which I don't know how I did it, but I got it. <laughs> and um, I man, I managed to get that. So what happens is there's something in the game where your your path fractures three ways or you get the golden route. And the golden route basically means you play a version of all three routes simultaneously. And um some of the characters that I had gotten that I wasn't using, I had never used. So they're extremely low level. So I've had to build them up um, in order to be able to fight the upcoming battles. So there's been some level grinding, unfortunately. And 
it's not the end of the world because it's not something that the game forced forced me to do. It's something that I kind of chose to do. But I, I noticed a few th- small things that I wanted to discuss with you, Rich. Uh, mm-hmm. Both positive and negative, and I wanted to get kind of your feedback on it. Granted, go for it. Um, I'm gonna try and keep as much away from the story as possible. Uh, one of the things I don't I don't like um, is that you can't um, you can't how, how do I word this the 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 camera angle sometimes when you're battling is fucking dog shit like it's sometimes like you're trying to look ever so slightly around an angle and it just shoots you around the angle so much that like it's hard sometimes to get a pin uh a precise pinpointed angle of what you're trying to look at in the battles and it can be frustrating sometimes is that something that you found as well not really um i mean i could see that happening but i never really had a significant issue with it like i don't think you're fucking insane for thinking that like i'm sure that could very easily happen depending on how you're looking at it but it it wasn't really an issue for me per se and i don't want to bullshit you <laughs> no no uh, no 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 that, okay. that, that's isometric tactics games have kind of had well, that be a thing for so long it might be a i've put up with this since final fantasy tactics and i know how to deal with their bullshit at this point that, that's of kind of what, what i was gonna say josh i think i might just be like an apologist yeah. and be like that's just tactics ogre that's what it's like yeah. i'm uh, it's probably my fault yeah because I, I i was i was replaying final fantasy tactics recently ish and yeah that camera Every now and then, it's just fucking stupid. But I've played it for so long, it was like that. You're just I never remembered it being it. bad until I went back to it after playing so many other things. Like it, it's Shay. It's about as simple as you're probably 100 percent correct. But in my time playing that game, I cannot remember a single moment where I remember getting annoyed by that. And that's probably more of me just being like, "Well, that's how these are supposed to work." That very well could be, but yeah, I've 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 had a little bit of frustration with the camera angle at times. Um, I I would be lying if I didn't say I'm not a little bit annoyed that I'm having to grind out all these levels because it it is taking some time. Sure, that did not and, happen to me, so I can't really. Yeah, you have you test. haven't done that. I haven't yeah, done uh, the the sort of run you're doing right now, and I'm doing it now in New Game Plus, and because it's a New Game Plus, I don't think I'm gonna have that problem. Hmm. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you because, uh, yeah, I I am having the unfortunate situation where I am having to do that. It's not the end of the world. I mean, but I, I've been playing this game for so long, I feel like it's never going to fucking end at this point. And, like, I love this game. I, I've really come around on this game. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on it. It's just, like, every time I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm making progress. They're like, okay, part two. Okay, part three. And I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> I, I want to, like, I want to put this game behind me. And, like, I want to be able to uh, rejoice in the fun that I've really had with the game. And I know some people are probably like, that doesn't make any sense. And you're right. You're right. Um, I just... I feel like it, the game has been a little bit long in the tooth at certain points because there's, there's so much supplementary material and I know that's not any, not anything I have to engage with, but on the flip side of that, um, and we'll discuss this more in the CAD 
Rich, but I wanted to briefly mention, not necessarily discuss. I really like some of the the character stories. At first, the character stories is this function where you unlock new characters, and that's for following certain morality or certain paths. Like there's morality, there's uh, it's your convictions. Yeah, yeah, the three convictions. Thank you. Um, Depending on which one you put the most time into, you will unlock certain characters attract certain people to join your group and then exactly. beyond that get like these side cutscenes with characters sometimes it's more than one character interacting sometimes it's a flashback that's well that's exactly what i was alluding to later on yeah. in the game it's more like you're lear- you're getting flashbacks or you're getting um interaction between the characters and i've really really actually come to enjoy those those side um discussions between a lot of the characters that ends up happening at first i was a little bit annoyed by it but then they it really you were like get to the point <laughs> I, I felt like that at first but then i really started getting into it and one of the ways i figured out like how to make this game even more sorry i had to, I had to mince my words there even more enjoyable for me than it, it already has been while also not being annoyed by how verbose it is is i will just autoplay what's happening and then i will i will listen and i will watch but i'll also do something else so like for example <laughs> I'll, I'll like clip clip my fingernails like do some kind of like routine there or i'll i'll do some stretching while these stories are kind of playing out and i was like wow i'm actually enjoying this a lot more like training it instead of a game just sitting there holding my controller waiting for shit to happen that i am doing other stuff while i'm watching these stories and it made the yeah. game a lot more enjoyable for me i miss having a elliptical and a treadmill in my place of residence because I had a room with a TV like on a monitor stand in there and I used to love to play games like this and like Final Fantasy Tactics while you're just like jogging or yep. like on an elliptical and it's like you're thinking about a chess match while you're working out. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's why I've got a exercise bike in my office. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Um but I, I I did that for me, and I was like, "Fuck, this is this is a lot more jo- enjoyable of an experience." And I know that this game is not going to be for everybody for that exact reason because it is so verbose. But um, the other thing, Rich, you had mentioned it. I know weeks back when you had played it. One of the things that I really enjoy about this game is the promotion system. It's something that I've always enjoyed in video games, and we talked about it two weeks ago, I believe. When you get because you can pro, uh, promote your characters two times. And you had said this, the sprite work that happens, like the characters that change, it, it is really cool, the transformations that happen, not only with the characters, but the weapons as well, which, yeah. again, is something you mentioned. I really, like, even like though... Like once he has that named sword. Uh, mm. Yeah, there's, there's cool ones. They're, yeah, they're, like, all of them. I, I really like all the characters and all the weapons that they get there. And I like the fact that they all have names, like all the weapons have names. and At their third level, yeah. Yes. They're all named weapons. Eridor getting his cape looks like bad. He goes from being like that scruffy leather armor to like this huge fucking shield and that like flowing cape. It, there's cool looks. And I won't spoil this one, but I remember talking to you about it like last time being like, I can't wait for you to get up to this. Roland in particular has a sprite change that's tied to the story that is really cool. I don't think I've upgraded him to the final form yet. So no, I, no, no, but I'm saying even before that, his sprite changes at a certain point in the story because of something that happens, and that alone is pretty cool. 
Yes, yes. Okay, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I really enjoyed that a lot. I thought that was a very cool story element because it's definitely been done uh, in other places, but it's not that played out. Oddly enough, it it hasn't, which is strange considering that was a thing in Final Fantasy 4 and then it kind of stopped being a thing. Yeah. After that. Um, And it was such a big deal in that story. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... I've enjoyed a lot of the little touches that they've put in the game. Um, one other thing I was messaging Rich about a lot the last few days is some of the battles that you end up getting into later in the game are incredibly, incredibly creative. And they are a ton the one of you fun. brought up to me earlier today is like one of the ones I was specifically referencing when I talked about it. And I still don't want to say what it is because, again, like I don't want to spoil this game. Uh, what but, chapter are you talking about? That might the the one you told me today that was very hard. Where there's a a, a vehicle sort of thing on the map. I forgot already. I'm sorry. Let me check my messages. So because I w- I want to be able to at least briefly talk. Was it voice message or no? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm gonna look too. And if I don't see, I it might have been. I think it was voice message. Ah, okay. Well then, yeah, it's not a big deal then. Yeah, there there are just some. Oh, okay, I know which one you're talking about. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, that one was a really creative one, and it came out of nowhere. And that's one of the things I really like about the game is that it will throw these battles at you that you don't predict, but you are prepared for. And it's because of the mental mock battles prepare you. And I love I love that there's that connection there where you will do a mental mock battle that you don't have to do, but you should do. Yeah, and then it you don't even realize it's prepared you for a completely different battle or seemingly completely different battle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There have been a lot of cool little touches like that as well. So, um, yeah, I've, I've come around a lot more in the game than initially, which I thought I would, but, um, there are still some big issues I have with the game but it doesn't overall detract from the amount of fun I've had, I would say. Um, yeah, and I, sure. I really can't wait to finish this story. I, I can't wait to see where it goes. And, okay, the last thing, this is the last thing I do want to say, is that I really do feel like um, the choices you make in this game really do influence the path you get to take. And there have been a lot of games, there have been a lot of um, to do with games that give you agency and choice not truly giving you agency and choice and granted the agency and choice here is limited obviously but it's not so limited if that makes sense like i felt like the choices i was making legitimately go somewhere they steer you down like there's only a small number of paths but they steer you down paths that are very different yes and i'm very thankful for that at the end of the day so that is the last thing I did want to say. Um, I, I'm sure I'll briefly bring it up next week as a I finally beat it. Uh, here's my overall impression. And then Rich and I will sit down and do a chomping after dark on that. Um, hopefully soon after he gets back from PAX. So we'll sip some tea and talk about political intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was joking around with Rich about political intrigue yesterday as well. It's kind of hilarious. I can't wait to break down some of that stuff more more deeply it's also fun because one of the political groups in this sounds like they're a new team of power rangers <laughs> yes the saintly <laughs> seven they sound the like saintly they're, seven assemble they, 
They sound like they're next season's One Piece villains. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I'd watch Luffy fight the Saintly Seven. Me too. Um, but anyways, um <clears throat> excuse me. This week we didn't I didn't do any polls. I didn't ask uh listeners for the topic. To be honest with you, I was too enveloped in everything I was doing in my personal life and professional life that I completely spaced it. So um I will make sure to bring it back next week. Everything will be back to normal next week. But um Except me. We're actually, this is gonna be a really short show for us. Uh we're gonna get out of here. Um uh, this is gonna kinda be like a half mental reset week for us, I think. Um which will be nice. We we don't often get to take breaks, so we're gonna head out kinda early today. But uh before That's we do nice. that Yeah. Kind of nice. Before we do that, I want to mention a few things. If you head over to the site at swordchomp.com, you can access more content from us, like more podcasts. We have three different podcasts you can check out there. Um, All very different things that center around video games. We also have an article section, which Rich just alluded to earlier, that he got an article up on uh, Lego Star Wars. And Josh is going to be having something pop up there very soon, probably by the time you hear this as yes, well for sure we also, by the time you hear this that's right we also have the uh merchandise section where you can purchase various materials and stuff from our store that has our logos and various things on there um if you post or sorry if you buy something send it to us we'll post it on social media we always love featuring you on social media and last but not least if you want more ways to support us head over to patreon.com slash where you can find all the delicious tiers that you can uh, be a part of and be rewarded. And it helps us fund the show and helps us make more material, makes us, let's, allows us to make more content. So, um, yeah, head over there and check that out if you are interested. Uh, we're going to get out of here. I want to say thank you to Rich. Uh, Rich, have fun next week. I'm going to miss you, buddy. Uh, Josh. Thanks for uh, calling in as well. And I was your host, Shay. We will be back next week with another episode of The Chompcast. Take care, everyone. Okay. So here's the thing. No, our, our dark chocolate is fine. Yes. Yes. But uh, yes. our our milk chocolate has become such a mass yeah. market thanks garbage they, thing that they've made the cheapest shittiest well, no, milk chocolate here's, here's you can ever get in the states. Thanks thanks to a scumbag named Milton Hershey. Um, he st- Milton Hershey started putting a preservative in his chocolate that's like highly uh, acidic. Yes. But gives it an incredibly long shelf life. And now, because of that, pretty much all American chocolate uses it, and so you get that like acidy aftertaste in American milk chocolate. So you're much better off buying some, like a some Cadbury. would say acidic. Yeah, acidy. Well, not I guess. just acidic. Like I have no problem with acid, but like, it tastes specifically like human vomit. Yes. I, you know, you're not the first person to say that. So I mean, you're not entirely wrong. I just, I think like different tastes for different people. You know.
That's that's the only but angle. Vomit's not the taste I'm into. Is the thing. Well, yeah. other people are rich. That's, and you know, I mean, dogs dogs are to, into vomit. Keep it to their pornography. Um, but no, all I'm saying <laughs> is like a Hershey bar as compared to like a Cadbury bar is a very different taste, and one of them is not vomit, and so that's the one I prefer. Yeah, yeah. But also, kind of for similar reasons, our dark chocolate market is fine because they, you know, Hershey is not involved. It's all pretty much boutique stuff. Yeah. You didn't go down that path, and uh, well, then also because there's less milk solids involved, uh, you you need less preservatives to begin with. Sure. So that's fair. That's fair. 